Um, hi everyone, I am Dylan Swanepoel and I'm very excited for this. This is the first episode of Live, Life, Learn. Uh, I'm joined with my father, which is very exciting. We we, well, we go back a long way, uh, or you would hope so. Considering we only go back 23 years and four a, months. Yeah, just just a few, just a uh, few five, years. five months. Sorry. Five months. Uh, and yeah, I'm very fortunate enough to to be joined by my dad and. We obviously we currently live in different countries to one another and so yeah it's good to have you jerry and i'm really excited and looking forward to talking to you a bit about my mental health and what it was like in the past what it's like now and sort of seeing where where things are and, and yeah so a bit of background about myself first is with mental health i've had my own sort of dealings with mental health and i really enjoyed speaking about it over the last while and i think as a family it's talking about together we've we've really bonded a lot more over this and it's opened up a few doors so after to do jerry do you sort of want to give us a bit of an intro about yourself and we'll go from there well as you already know i'm dylan's father um and uh i live in cape town in south africa and uh, we are here visit visiting dylan for the first time since he moved to the uk four and a half years ago and the director is having fun in the background sorry the director is having fun in the background he's acting strange but then we do have mental problems in the family <laughs> <laughs> you can edit this yes but i don't have to edit everything <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> This is very much gone backwards. <laughs> yeah. Well, anyway, um, in in uh, in our family, there's been a, a, a history of uh, battles with with mental issues um, uh, stemming from previous generations uh, all the way through to now. I've had a couple of battles of my own, and I've. Also had mine, so and then Dylan also had his. Yeah, so what what, what was it like? So I, I don't really know much about our family's mental health past. What going through our family's history, what what did it look like in the past? Mental health then to what what does it look like to you now? Oh, well, um, in the years that I was a, a youngster, uh, many many years ago, um. Mental health was not something that was necessarily uh, spoken about. Um, as a matter of fact, it was almost seen as uh, as uh, as a no-no, and that mental health wasn't really something that was seen as a health issue. Um, I remember. Well, one or two conversations that I had with, with my parents back in the day. And it was almost like mental health was, uh, was something that was seen as uh, the devil's doing rather than an actual issue that, uh, that, could be spoken about freely and that could be um, treated from a mental health medical kind of perspective. 
psychology um, was absolutely stay away from that because um, you can't read other people's minds. And uh, yeah, and uh, it was pretty much a case of, well, pull yourself towards yourself and uh, get on with it rather than um, let's talk about this and see where you can be assisted in, um, in overcoming or at least managing your, your mental health issues. Was there anything occurred in your life where you dealt with mental health or how, how do you deal with it if, if family was seen as a, it was the devil's doing and you just had to... You had to on? basically um, take it on the chin, um, get over your nonsense and carry on. Um, it wasn't a case of, well, how can we assist you? It was almost like you had a bad attitude rather than you had um, an issue. Was that due to a lack of understanding or was there Look, other issues that, that sort of... I, I think in, 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 in general, um, as, as, as far as my knowledge goes, psychology is not something that um, has been around for... As a, as a recognized, um, I call it a medical profession uh, or a well-being or a health profession for, for, for centuries. It, it, it's, it, it really only started um, being spoken about in the environment that I was in at least, um, maybe in the 80s. 80s, 1980s, 1990s, that it became acceptable to to speak about to speak about these issues, even with with, with the history of uh, of what was obviously mental health issues um, in in the family, uh, and I'm talking now about the previous generation uh, or the generation before mine. It was just a case of well. Um, oops, something happened that shouldn't have happened, and uh, so be it. When, yeah. when did you find out about our family's past? Or Well, it, it sort of happened over a, over a long period of time. My, my one uh, aunt, my mom's sister, um, dealt with um, mental health issues for a, for a long, long time. And I was aware that she was physically healthy. She looked physically healthy, but she was um, um, hospitalized and she was treated in, in, in the hospital, but the hospital wasn't hospital in, 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 in my terms. It actually wasn't a hospital hospital. It was, um, uh, psychiatric center? A, a psychiatric center kind of thing um, and we went to visit her uh, we being my grandmother my mother and myself we went to visit her whilst she was there and um, I was told up front that I um, mustn't stare at the people who are there and that I should basically only talk to my aunt and not to other people. And 
that if other people behaved strangely, um, I must just hold on to my grandmother's hand. And uh, yeah, and if I wanted to leave, I can, I must just say that, and then either my mom or my grandma would take me, would take me away. Um, so that was my first interaction. And, and what I found strange in that visit um, was that nobody acted funny. Um, it was almost like there was an expectation that people would be acting as if they were crazy, uh, which, which wasn't the case. But then again, the kind of treatment and stuff that was available at the time, um, I don't think there was much that they did in terms of medication. Um, and also, I don't know if there was any kind of therapy and conversation, um, but um, they, they took some, some, some extreme measures. I mean, there, there was uh, almost elect, el electric therapy yeah. where they sent electric currents through your body and whatever trying to shock you out of your, out of your, state. your state of being. Um, and and I found that very found that very strange. Did um, happen with your aunt? Did she go through electrotherapy? She went through all of that. Um, and was there any difference that was made by that, or um, what, what happened with with the Let's aunt? put it to you this way: I think once she was uh, discharged from the facility, I, I don't know how long she was there for. But once she was discharged from the facility, I think the experience that she had whilst being there made her decide that she is not going to go through that ever again. Okay. Um, and, uh, yeah, and I think that was possibly what kept her out of that, that situation again. The other thing is, um, we also need to remember that my aunt went through some terrible experiences um, that definitely contributed I'm not saying that it was the cause of her of, 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 of her mental health um, the decline in her mental health but um, she went through some bad experiences um, in the beginning uh, of the 1960s there were some uprising and riots in in South Africa and what happened was their neighbor's daughter, who was in her late teens, um, came over to my aunt and, and then uncle's house and uh, not knowing that some of the rioters and so on were actually in the vicinity and they killed her, killed this, um, this young woman in, in their driveway. Um, and my aunt saw it happen. And then there were a few other things in her life as well. Um, 
uh, I think coming also from a long, over a long period of time that there was a build-up that because you didn't speak about these or about anything and about how you felt about things and particularly you didn't speak negatively to your parents or to uh, to, to 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 other adults. Um, so yeah, there were there were things that definitely contributed, and it it, it it wasn't managed because it wasn't deemed necessary to manage as as such. Do you think you are in modern times and sort of seeing what my experience was that she would have been better off in modern society? Much better, much much better. Why? Because she would be able to speak about it, and she would be able to to get the necessary uh, assistance, um, whether it be uh, through, um, through medication, whether it be through uh, talking, uh, being able to go to somebody where you had a voice and where you could air your feelings and your what you're battling with and yeah and basically psychological therapy um i think that 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 is absolutely fantastic if if uh, that was available to her at the time i'm not saying that she would have been healed 100 percent um but she would have had a support structure that understood and that could assist her with um, with what she was going through. Amazing. I think that's that's a big thing and I think I've been fortunate enough and a lot of people that have known me, they they know now that I, I'm quite big on being surrounded by people mm. and I think through my own experiences in, in 2021 I was I dealt with depression myself and I was on the doorstep of committing suicide and I remember that day distinctly and I remember when I spoke to you and mom for the first time after that happened, how relieving that was. Mm -hmm. And I remember the first the first thing you said to me was, I know, I, I could feel there was something something off, I couldn't tell what it was, mm -hmm. but just the fact that someone said to me in my community, even though you were on the other side of the world, I know how much of a difference that made to, to a person. Yeah. And, and I think in families like ours, we, we're not a massive family. Mm. And I think even with friends and friendships, just having those tight bonds where people are more open, I yeah. think one, it builds strong relationships between people, but then also it allows freedom mm. and allows people to be vulnerable, which has been, been a big thing for me. I don't, yeah. know, I don't know how, how you felt about it after I, I spoke to you about my my issues obviously as a parent when you when you hear that your child irrespective of your child's age um, is is going through tough times whether the tough times be physical whether you're battling on with your cricket or whether you're battling with your work or more seriously when your health is not good, whether it be your physical health and most particularly your mental health. Um, as parents, you, you are concerned, um, actually more than concerned, you're worried. Um, and, and you don't know when you are going to get a call to say, 
your son has tried to harm himself, kill himself, um, done something really stupid um, to try and attract attention because that's the way some people may react. Um, so it, 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 is of a, it is of concern. Fortunately, your mother comes from a psychological background. So she could understand what you were going through. Um, she wasn't physically there to assist you face to face. And on the other hand, um, she could talk to me and I'm talking about me benefiting from what mom had to say because she has a better understanding of mental health than, than, than I do. But it is rather scary when, when, you, when you hear um, what your child is going through and then your child is like thousands of miles away. <laughs> and, you, and, you, and you can't just quickly hop in the car and drive uh, two or three miles down the road and go and have a chat and tell him he's okay, he's fine, he will survive, he's a strong character, and uh, just give him one great big dad hug. Um, <laughs> it is scary. It is, it, it, it is really scary to a parent to, to, to hear that. Um, on the other hand, um, Having known you since the day you were born, we also know that you are a very strong character. So um, that even though you hit those very dark uh, moments that you did, um, that you would be strong enough to, uh, to overcome that. And I think you were also very fortunate in that you had, other than having mom and me on the other side of a phone line, you also had um, a support structure over here that you could talk to. Um, and whether it was professional assistance or whether it was just people that you trusted, um, trusted with your emotions and your feelings, um, I think it's, it's brilliant. And it's very important to have those kind of people in your life. Yeah, I couldn't, couldn't agree with you more. <laughs> and then sort of with your mental so we, we always briefly touched um, your, your story of mental health. We never really opened up too much mm. about it. But I, I remember a time as, as a child and only now I realized in the last few months, there, there, was a, there were times where now I can say you you were dealing with mental health, and I can recognise that as yeah. as as an older older son. <laughs> and I remember distinctly that you would get in a car and go drive for, for for a while, and spend a bit of time away. And as as a kid, I was very confused. I didn't quite understand mm. what was going on. And I think I I never approached the conversation because I didn't know how to as as a as a ten year old, mm. for example. But so was that sort of something that that was a coping mechanism, or it, what? What was your what was your story during, it was, during the time? Yeah, those, the, the times. Okay, there, there are two sides to the to the coin, or there there are two two different types of events where I would get in the car and drive away. Firstly, um, from a very young age, I 
did not get to learn how to deal with anger management. So there were times where I was angry and upset and um, it just was better for me to get into a car, get out and just go for a drive and calm down. Uh, so remove myself from whatever the situation may have been, remove myself, get, a, get out of the situation and then come, come, come back and hopefully um, having, having sort of worked through it in my mind. Sometimes you would just drive and come back and other times you'd go drive, park in a spot where it's calm and serene and whatever, overlooking the sea or um, looking at the mountains or in, anything that is calm and peaceful. And you think through and you, you realize, listen, um, you're being a bit of a dork over here. Um, and then head back, head, head back, and but having calmed down and having analyzed and sort of in your mind cleared it. At other times, it was absolutely necessary because, not because of the situation or the event, but because um, I knew that I, I wasn't able to cope with what I was dealing with at the time. And again, um, rather remove myself and go and think about it on my own because I don't like being told what to do and when to do it. Um, Which I think is, is a massive point. So no. to interrupt you, but I think with mental health, and this is what I, I so, found at least was whenever I spoke to someone and someone came and told me how to feel or told me what to think, I immediately shut down. You either shut down or you respond negatively. Yeah. Now I had the combination of, um, uh, anger management issues, as well as then the emotional health issues. And yeah, and the one made the other worse if, uh, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just yeah. <laughs> continuous cycle at times. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it's, 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 uh, it, it was pretty much a case of, I, I dealt with it by myself and at, in this, in the moment, uh, I'd remove myself or deal with it. I have fortunately over time uh, learned to talk to mom um, before a situation like that arises and, um, and knowing that when I talk to mom, I'm in a safe place uh, because mom is not going to run around and tell the rest of the family, friends and whatever. Um, but what it is that, that, that I may or may not be, uh, going through at the time and also never mom's never told me how to, to respond to it um, and what I must do the thing is um, also uh, and I'm going to go back to, um, to to my relationship with my dad it was pretty much a case of uh, you will be seen and not heard do as I say and I'll just cut the crap and, and get on with life. Um, there was never a, a, a recognition of um, 
of that there may be a, an underlying issue that is causing my behavior or whatever it was at the time. And um, I also think the fact that we, um, that we moved around quite a bit, I never really um, settled down. And, um, and it got to a point where I did not really make friends until I think my days at university when I was about 19, 20 years old. I made, made a couple of friends um, who, I will, who I trust with my life um, and my car. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I've been fortunate enough to, to meet yeah. one of those friends, and and I call him Chris Castle. There's a lot of Chris's in in your, yeah. your life and your friendship group, and I I can say definitely that it's to see your relationship with him, mm -hmm. like that is something that I strive for to have at least one good friend like yeah. that. And I I think I'm very fortunate. I I do have one mate who I've unfortunately I've known since 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 before I was even born and. Sort of a lifelong friend that I, I do trust in every mm. situation. And I think being able to have a mate, not necessarily a lifelong friend, but just someone that you can go, mate, I need, I need to get on the phone to you. Yeah. And I think you, unfortunately, you found that in, in mom as well. Yeah. And in, in Chris, that mm -hmm. how impactful that has been for your own life. Yeah. And I think as, as men, we never really spoke about the subject of mental health no. like in your upbringing. My upbringing, I think there was a little bit more of it, but I think that was due to my sport. Yeah. But being a man, and I think my image of it was mental health, you were seen as quite a weak. And I think that maybe that might have been the case when you were growing up as well. But how now that perspective mm -hmm. has changed, being on the other side of it and going, look, lads, <laughs> I, I'm having a bit of trouble here. Yeah. I need, need some help. And yeah. I've seen. How, how how great it is and I think how commendable it is to you that mm. over time that you've been able to learn and grow. Yeah. And I think after having been almost emotionally shut off yeah. from, from your father and mm. basically having your emotions ripped out of you and saying mm. they don't exist, mm. be able to go the inverse of that and say, actually look, they're still here. <laughs> they haven't yeah. left me. No. And now I can actually share yeah. them. I think that that's really commendable to to mm. you. So hold on on that. And <laughs> I hope you can almost feel a sense sense of pride in that. That sharing emotions actually is is such a powerful yeah. thing, and admitting to vulnerability is so yeah. so strong. Mm -hmm. And yeah. So well, well, was there anything else that when you were growing up? Obviously, you've spoken about your your father and your relationship there, and, and your aunt. That is there anything looking back at it now that you sort of recognize oh maybe i i did deal with something like the likes of depression social anxiety etc again you have been able to reflect on that at all or is that something that you Look, still try to work through i think i basically now that i know a little bit more about what depression is and so on and so forth uh, i think i really grew up with a long-term depression that was suppressed. 
Suppressed by what? By circumstances and not being able to talk about it and also just adjusting or adapting to that environment where you feel like, um, mm -mm, don't want to carry on, but I have to. And it's almost like, well, if I'm going to do something like jump from the fourth floor of a of a of a hotel building. Did that um, thought ever cross your mind? In Brazil it did, yes. Uh, the window was open. I was ready to jump. I never did. Not because uh, somebody came in or anybody called me. I didn't jump. I think it was too scared that I wasn't going to be successful. <laughs> um, it wasn't concerned for what anybody else might have felt after I was I was, I was no longer there. Um, is anyone aware of of that? This is the other than telling you a while back. I mean, this is the first time that I ever actually mentioned that to anybody. How, how old were you when that? I was twelve. I was twelve. <laughs> And again, it was circumstantial because we had just moved uh, to uh, to Brazil. We were still staying in a hotel because we hadn't um, uh, found a house yet, and our furniture was still on on the ocean coming coming over. So uh, yeah, and I landed up in a in a situation where I actually didn't want to be there and I wanted to come, come, well, I'm the UK now, go back to South Africa. <laughs> uh, at that stage, I thought I would rather like to go to boarding school uh, in South Africa, um, thousands of miles away from my, my parents and my, and my siblings. Uh, than be there at the time because I just didn't want to. I just didn't want to be there, and it didn't feel feel like I belonged there. But then I have to also say, um, it might have also been a childish overreaction, but um, I don't think so. Um, then I had another. Stage. I was. I was in. It was about seventeen, eighteen. Yeah, I think it was my final year of school. It was, it was eighteen. You were back in South Africa by this point. Back as in well. South Africa. And uh, and there. No, it was after that. It was before. I'd already finished school. But um, yeah, again, battling, battling with who I was, why I was, where I was. Um, Which, ironically, yeah. <laughs> is, is something I, I dealt with when, when yeah. I was about 16. And yeah. I, I think that, that's and, um, quite, quite a funny link between the two of us. And, uh, yeah, and, and, and then I, I did open my mouth and I did say, I don't want to live anymore and, and I want to take myself out of here. And... My father again turned around and said, if you ever say anything like that in front of your mother again, I will personally take you out. You won't have to do it yourself. 
Yeah. So then obviously I lost it with him and I told him that uh, he, uh, he, he has no understanding of, of how I feel and how I'm going through and what I'm going through. And then, um, yeah, and then he wanted to shut me up because he, he lost it with me uh, in anger. And he said to me, well, um, he was about to, as we say in Afrikaans, he was about to blixen me. In English, it doesn't have the same effect. Meet it. Quite hard. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, yeah, and I grabbed, I grabbed, I grabbed on, onto his, onto his wrist. And I said to him, if you raise your hand against me, I will personally take you out. <laughs> <laughs> that was the first time ever that I said something like that to my father, that I challenged him to that extent where I said to him, well, if this is what you, how you think you're going to deal with the situation, that will be the last time you ever raise your hand against anybody. And he never, and, and, and he never threatened, threatened me in that way again. Um, and, uh, and after that, it sort of, that sort of gave me a, a sense of, I wouldn't say a sense of empowerment or a sense of power, but it, it, it taught me that I could actually stand up and defend myself. Um, and rather than going the wrong way and removing myself from the planet, um, that I just needed to speak up, really, because that was just speaking up. I don't think I would ever have uh, oh, picked, a, picked a first time <laughs> with my father. But, um, <laughs> as as, yeah. as one of you, we talk a lot, but we don't actually do a lot. <laughs> So yeah, so that was that was uh, that was that situation, and then um, in two thousand and that was before two thousand. No, it was two thousand three. I was three at this point, just roughly. Yeah, in two thousand three. No, not two thousand three. Twenty thirteen. I lost. We were now 2023. I was 10 years ago, 20, 2013. I, uh, I lost my job um, at the company that I worked for at the time. And um, that sent me reeling. Um, so, again, fortunately, there was an infrastructure, there was a support structure. Um, and the actual company that I worked for at the time organized, firstly, that I see a, a psychologist and go for counseling, which I did. And then that did not have the desired effect. And the company actually arranged that I went to see a psychiatrist who then identified that I had no, no, I'm gonna. I'm not sure that I'm using the right terminology, but I, I sort of had two, two strains of depression. One was more of a, a physical chemical imbalance, mm. 
and the other was um, the emotional side of it. So they put me on medication uh, for that, but with uh, the necessary uh, counseling hand in hand. And um, I did not get over that period very quickly. Uh, not that one should rush uh, in, in healing because it's not, it's not like you fell, you scraped your knee and yeah. it should heal within a couple of days. It's, it's a very different thing. But um, yeah, so after quite, quite a while, I can't remember how long, um, we slowly started cutting back on the, on the dosage of the medication and so on until, uh, until the psychiatrist said, listen, um, I'm going to prescribe one more uh, month of, um, of uh, medication. Um, and then you can come and see me at the end of that month, but that should actually be your, your last visit because, uh, I think you have, you've dealt with what you needed to deal with. Uh, you followed the, um, the treatment plan and all that kind of stuff. And you could assess at that point that I was in a, in a much, much better space. What was the time frame? Roughly, if you roughly it was it was more than a year that 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 I did that. Um, the company paid for us for for for, for a certain number of, of, of visits, mm-hmm. um, but I after that or after their contractual obligation uh, finished, I, I still carried on for 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 another year, I think. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah, but that, that, that's the good thing. We, we work for an organization which was part of a global organization and yet they could take care of an individual who had lost his job um, but still they, uh, they didn't just let you be. But it could also just be because of the people at the company one was my direct um, line manager and the other one was our HR manager who could, um, who could identify that I was going through some, uh, pardon me, some mental wellness, wellness issues, but they could also, um, take proactive um, steps, they could talk to me and they could offer assistance. Um, And neither of them tried to step in as the facilitator or the psychiatrist or the psychologist or whatever. They could just say, there is a problem here. We think you need to go and see somebody. The company does have the means of helping. And, And they did that. I think in all of that, it's still, it's still onus on the individual to yeah. actually go to those sessions, to actually be open to being vulnerable. And uh, mm. this is sort of a common thing I've said throughout, throughout this chat, that being open, mm-hmm. being vulnerable, and just expressing yourself, like that, that is the greatest power that one can have in life. And mm. I think both of our experiences, both of our turning points mm. were 
at the phase where we went, okay, like, yes, like maybe in your case, someone else identified it in you. Mm-hmm. I'll, I think someone did identify it in me as well. Mm-hmm. Well, both of us going, yeah, hand hand up, <laughs> someone come up. <laughs> yeah. And then going, okay, cool. Mm-hmm. We we are able to talk mm-hmm. and we were able to, to be open. And yeah, I think, at least from my perspective, I think mental health has changed massively. And it sounds like in, in, your, in your lifetime, things have drastically changed with mental health. And yeah, I, I, I can't believe how much it has changed. And, and I think being being your son and being able to hear mm. the stories now, and I think it's freed up both of us a bit more sharing stories. Mm. And I, I couldn't be more more proud to to be your son and, and to sort of share share these things. And and I'm so grateful for for you opening up and sharing your story with me. And yeah. so I just want to say thank you to you. Well, it's, 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 it's a pleasure, and it's. it's, it's it's great being able to talk to it uh, to you about it now. Um, it's great to be able to just talk about it and not feel uh, ashamed of what you went through in the what I went through in the past and uh, and um, and sitting here worrying: Am I saying the right thing? Am I saying the wrong thing? That that's that's. That that is what it was, yeah, and it's 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 great. And again, as we say in South Africa, it was lacking. <laughs> <laughs> and if you had to give one piece of advice to to anyone that's sort of dealing with your situation, and before we get on to that, I just remind you, what, what, how how old are you now? Just under. I am sixty-four. No, just 60, over sixty-four. Sixty-five. No, um, sixty-four and a couple of weeks. Sixty-four and a couple of weeks. <laughs> yeah. just, just over sixty-four. And obviously, I'm, I'm 22, so even in my short lifetime, your, your mental health experience has, has changed drastically. Yeah. And I think I'll hand it over to you now to, to have, give the final message. But I think, as, you, as people can see, I'm, I'm 23, Jerry here is 664. We, we've both dealt with mental health, and you've dealt with it for longer than I have. Mm-hmm. But we've both been able to to get over at different stages in life. So I think my key message to everyone is you're not alone in this. We we both didn't know that we were going through mental health issues. This mm-hmm. is sort of the first time we've really opened up about it. And I think everyone just reach out, keep going. That's my key message. But one thing that mm-hmm. you, you could share with everyone. Mental health is 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 a is is a health issue. It is not a, a bad attitude. Um, because I think that's what prior generations might have thought about it. It's just just an attitude issue. Whether you realize it yourself or whether somebody else identifies that you may have mental health uh, issues, listen, have it seen to or assessed, by a, a professional person who, who knows the ins and outs of mental health and mental health treatment. And if it does, if it is confirmed that it is a mental health issue, um, I would say stick to the treatment plan and heal. Don't, um, 
brush it under the under the carpet and say, ah, well, I'm fine. Because the more you tell yourself you are fine without the necessary support and, 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 and assistance, you're actually not. Give yourself time. Yeah. And I say this to, to my friends and I say this to you guys a lot that, so I have experienced that great club with, with some individuals and people have asked me, oh, are you mentally healthy again? And I've gone, I'm in a better state. I wouldn't, I'll, I don't think I'll, I can ever say anyone, I'm fully mentally mm. ever 100%, but the process of me being where I was, where I am now, took me two years. Yeah, and you are still in the process. And, exactly. it, and, and it's an ongoing process because for as long as you are breathing, you are a living human being and human beings are more than just physical creatures. We are also um, mental, emotional, mental, emotional um, psychological, more so than I think other species on the planet. And uh, yeah, it's, 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 it's an ongoing thing. And as you do physical exercise to stay healthy, you need to also do some kind of exercises to stay mentally healthy. Um, yeah, and the one, and the one be, does impact the other. Yeah, and if I think about this, that's really sort of a final a sign off here, that when we talk about physical and mental activities to benefit your mental state, if we look at what, what you did, like I said, with the car, you went and you removed yourself from the situation because you knew that was the process that would help you be better. Mm -hmm. And for me, it's other things like taking time out, listening to music, creative writing, mm -hmm. doing something creative of some sort, but also just sitting still. Yeah. And just sort of refocusing. Yeah. I think that has been, been really helpful, I think, for and both of us. Yeah, and I, I think probably, um, I, don't, I, don't know, I don't know, I think from, from my experience, I think men are more able to sit and not think. I think probably women are more, they, they, their brains just never stop. Uh, whereas, um, whereas, I mean, I think mom finds it very frustrating. So what are you thinking about? I'm not thinking. Oh, I'm <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We both are the receiving end of that. <laughs> Any danger of you thinking anything? Yeah. Sorry, mom. <laughs> yeah. Give me a few minutes. I'm yeah, reprogramming. No. Let, 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 let the mind just wake up again. <laughs> uh, it's like the lights are on, but uh, nobody's no, home. Nobody's home. <laughs> right. Yeah. But Jerry, cool. That's fun. Thank you for that. It was lekker. It's. It was lekker. It, it means it means it means a lot to me to, to have you open up, and I think it also means a lot to, to others. Mm -hmm. And I think I'm looking forward to seeing how how things go. And I'm I'm so happy that you and myself can open up and talk about these things. And we have a, a fantastic support system. We do. Yeah. And we both have a, a shared support structure in your mother. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So. As, as we can say, rightly so, and massive shout out to, to our mom, your, your wife. Uh, means a lot to both of us. His mother is his true mother. Um. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, without, without my mom, 
I don't think both of us would be standing here, really, obviously sitting. Um, and I think having someone as special as as we do mm -hmm. is a magical thing. And yeah, so massive shout out to all those that are dealing with mental health and those that are helping others deal with mental health. You you are outstanding people in the world to people like us. And from both of us, we, we love you all. And to mom, I love you dearly. Um, she's kind of giving us signs. Uh, I won't repeat what they are because she had a reaction there. <laughs> <laughs> but as first episodes go, I couldn't have dreamt of anything better. This is so magical and forward to more of this. Great, yeah. And uh, from my side, thank you. And uh, I really, really wish you well with this program that you have started and the series of podcasts and whatever else you're doing. To, to, to assist people um, in dealing with their mental health. Thank you, Dennis. Thanks a lot. There we go. Thank you, Bruce. Cool. All right. Let's pause on this. Why is the director sleeping? <laughs> <laughs>